the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Keys to the City. I am your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys. We will be joined with the, the return of also the Joseph Aguirre to talk the first half of the MLB season. Yes, we are right on the brink of the halfway point of the MLB season. It's crazy to already know. And we're already halfway over, and still we have another 80-plus games to go, ladies and gentlemen. But, yes, we will be talking about the biggest takeaways, disappointments, surprises. And, hell, we might even give you our Home Run Derby winner. This Will we get a three-peat in the Home Run Derby, Ted? We'll talk about that. But, as you know, Ted, a couple weeks from now, we're going to be starting training camp. The boys of fall are returning. Yes, football is back soon, ladies and gentlemen. And we've been watching, we've been seeing, everybody starts with their their lists, their debates, the topics that they need to get going. Because it's been a slow football season in the sense of for the past month or so, it's really a dead time in the NFL. But we're getting back to it, and might as well talk about the most important position in all of not just football, but Ted, maybe in all of sports. And that is the quarterback position. So ESPN came out with their top 10 list this past week. Got us thinking. Well, why don't we give you our top ten list? Because when you look at this list, there were some names that were surprising. One of the names, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, the number one quarterback. I don't know, Ted. I don't know how I feel about it, but I know he's the back-to-back MVP. But I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. So, Ted, let's get right into it. Do you want to start with your top 10, or do I want me to start with my No, I always 10? start first. Why don't we let you go you first? It's better Are you sure? Then I, can, right. then, I can, then I can argue with you and get the party going. Okay, so here we go. This is my top 10 list for quarterbacks heading into the 2022-2023 season. Yes, I have Josh Allen number one, Patrick Mahomes two, Brady three. Yes, Rogers, the guy that was voted one by those scouts four. Joe Burrow, Ted, I was actually very tempted to put Joe Burrow as high as number three. I think he's eight. I mean, everything that he did last year, man, I don't need to see anymore. He's delivered. He is the guy. And boy, Cincinnati has something special brewing. Plus, those white helmets next year, the all white unis that they're going to wear. Oh my God. Those are the hottest jerseys I've ever seen. Those are just gorgeous, gorgeous jerseys. And I got Herbert. They're better looking looking than the Giants ones. The Giants ones? The, dude, the all dude, the all white are nasty. And that's gonna be you know a what? nasty team to look up. But I, I got I'm Herbert Six. That. Hold on. I got Herbert Six, Stafford to close out. Lamar, who didn't who's not in the top ten of the ESPN's list, was I was stunned by, and it's very Lamar Jackson. Very underappreciated in the NFL. Russell Wilson at nine. And then Derek Carr, my guy Derek Carr, who is also very underappreciated in the NFL as number 10. So Ted, you look at this list. And you could take away what's your biggest takeaway from this current list? Josh Allen being number one. Oh come on, man! They're, okay, I'll give you the reason. Here, 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 I think here's the, I think the, here's the discussion. So ESPN does a survey and they ask, and I always wonder like, what what is the question they ask? Like, who just is the best? Who's the most talented? Because here's the thing: like, oh, who is the guy you want in the fourth quarter in the biggest game with two minutes left in the game? Tom Brady then should be number one. He's the goat, right? I mean, the yeah. guy put up. MVP type numbers last year. What do you have? Almost five thousand yards passing. Like 50. he had over I mean, he had over five thousand yards and forty three. I, mean, I would say last year's season was almost better than the one he had in the Patriots. Hmm. I mean, I mean, you maybe the numbers, you know, you, but with the pressure, I just think Tom Brady is exceptional, right? And 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 yeah, there is really no wrong answer. All four of the top four guys could have have a legit argument to be number one. All right, we know that Josh Allen. Might be the most talented guy on your list. So that's why I wanted this. That's why yeah, I, the reason why I say Josh what I would say is Patrick Mahomes is the most yeah. stylish guy. I think everyone he has that Jordan S feel where like he can do no wrong, right? It, it just we'll, feels. We'll see how has, we'll see. We'll see this year. Exactly. Then there's Tom Brady, who's the goat, mm-hmm. and then you have the defending MVP champion back and Aaron Rodgers. Don't forget back to back. Yeah, back to back. He's won twice and two MVPs in a row. I, I, I forget that because win. it's lost in the shuffle that he hasn't been to the Super Bowl since that one time he was in the Super Bowl. And yep. all we ever talk about with Aaron Rodgers is it always feels like there's drama with Aaron Rodgers, which that should have nothing to do with what he is as a football player. Because there might be no better quarterback in the league than Aaron Rodgers. He throws like the prettiest ball. He's, he doesn't throw picks. That's something that you ask your quarterback all the time. 
he he's exceptional in in the regular season. He just himself have not has not been exceptional. And that and that's playoffs, and it's a reflection. Even though his team doesn't win, as we know, Trev, if your team loses, it's a reflection mm-hmm. on the quarterback. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, Josh Allen. To me, the reason I put Josh Allen, if you can create, and and when I think of this, you know the movie Weird Science. So oh, yeah. you try to they they create the perfect woman. I don't know if it's an '80s movie. Michael uh, Michael Anthony Hall, a, a classic movie. If you haven't seen it, it's a very very funny a funny movie. But they create the perfect woman. To me, Josh Allen is literally the definition of a perfect quarterback in the sense of he's got the strong arm. I mean, he's got probably the strongest arm in all the NFL. He's also got the leadership. He's grown me, grown on me, and I grow. I think he's grown on this team as the leadership grown for Josh Allen. He had questions coming into the draft with that. Also, he's got the ability to extend plays. He's like a he's a big like running back. You could see it. He's so athletic that everything he does. And my biggest thing also with Josh Allen is that he continuously has improved from where he started to to where he is now. Now, when he first started, he was we know he struggled out the gate. But yes, with a couple pieces added to that team, he's become the guy. And yes. He went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen. He was 13 seconds away from that Super Bowl, or no, AFC title game. 13 seconds away. Josh Allen is not getting no blame for that divisional matchup against the Chiefs. He went toe-to-toe with the guy that's been well, pretty much running the AFC since he's come into the AFC, actually, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I don't blame him. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, you could get a toss-up. But for me, I think Josh Allen's going to be the MVP this year, and I think he's going to the Super Bowl. I, the Buffalo Bills, I'm sorry. I know we haven't done our pre- preview show for the NFL, but the Buffalo Bills, to me, this is it. They got to get to the Super Bowl, and Josh Allen is going to. This team is motivated as ever, and Josh Allen, that's why I picked him number one. And I know everybody's like, oh, well, Rodgers is, is, Rodgers is amazing. Yes, Rodgers will may go down as one of the greatest regular season quarterbacks of all time. May go down as the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Maybe go down as one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. You know who also was more talented than Tom Brady and everybody wants to go after Brady and Rodgers in this debate, which is I don't get the debate at all because it's not really a freaking debate. It's just not. It's also like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was more talented than Brady. Still taking Brady. Aaron Rodgers is more talented than Brady. I get that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But you're taking Brady seven times of the week and twice on Sunday, definitely twice on Sunday. But like I also said with Joe Burrow T, I was very tempted to put him at number three. I think everything that we saw last year coming back from the ACL injury, uh, an injury that we all thought maybe he'll never be the same again, getting sacked 51 times last year, including that epic divisional matchup, getting sacked eight times by the Tennessee Titans, still finding a way to win. The man has just won. When he's given the chance, one at LSU, one in Cincinnati. I mean, you think about Cincinnati, bro. Cincinnati has been pretty much a losing franchise since, I mean, since the beginning of time, since they come into the NFL. They have a guy, they have a guy that is leading the charge, is changing the way we look at the Cincinnati Bengals in the future. And I'll take him over just, hold on, I'll take him over Justin Herbert. And I know Matthew Stafford, who just won the Super Bowl over Joe Burrow, but. If you give Joe Burrow an offensive line, which he does now, I'm telling you, Joe Burrow can ascend almost as high as number maybe one or two. I'm not. I know it's crazy. Yeah, I think, but I, let's I think, not be I crazy. Think, yeah, I think you have to be realistic. Was you know, I was going back and I was looking at Sander, and he's like, "How do you have you know? How do you have Derek Carr over Dak?" And I'm like, "You got to." For me personally, this is a because Derek thing. because Derek Carr. I'll take Derek Carr any day over Dak. Well, I'm here, sorry. I think Dak is. I just. I would. Sorry. I would probably take Dak too. But here's the thing: imagine Dak having to deal with. I don't know, no receivers, dysfunctional team, head coach gets fired, organizational troubles. They move from Oakland to Vegas. I don't know, one of his first-round draft picks has a DUI and kills someone. And all in the middle of the season with everything that's going on, no offense line. I mean, here's the thing. Dak has one of the best running backs in the league, had three-star receivers, had the, one of the best offensive lines in the thing, has an owner that – Oh, not to mention they had one of the top defenses in the league last year too. Yeah, so listen, Dak is no slouch. Okay, Dak there's no, is right there's no excuses. Listen, Dak's right there. We we always argue with the Dak thing because if if you're a Cowboy fan, you feel like all we do is pick on him. And if you're not, a, if you're if you're not a Dallas fan, everyone feels they are picking on. Him. Listen, Dak is where he's fairly rated. 
He's anywhere from eight. That's nine, it. That's 10. the perfect explanation, Steve. Dak is good. He ain't sca- he ain't great, and he ain't special. It was now, like, this, and I always say this. Hold on, and I'm gonna get to your list. Actually, and I, right I, I want to say one other thing though before you get on to. I do have a little argument with putting the guy at number eight over nine to ten. I think, especially if you're gonna no listen talent wise, you might want to put him at one or two. All right, but he's you know he's another one where like. We're not just talking about talent here. He's an ex- exceptional. Because here's the thing. How many guys on this list have an MVP? Now, I know that doesn't mean anything, but it means something. You know? Yeah, other, other Earl than, doesn't. Other than does, Brady Rodgers. Wilson doesn't. Derek Carr, Dak, Lamar does. Had one of the best seasons ever. Yep. Okay? But he had, a, uh, he had a poor year last year. He did not play well. I think he should be closer to 10 than 8. But, hey, listen, that's your perspective. That's like, Here's my thing, and we talked about this before, and I'll let you go. Was if you had a if you had a game and you wanted a quarterback, you picking Dak, or you pick or you taking Lamar? You taking Kyler or you taking Lamar? I'm probably taking Lamar. I never I never said Carr. I never said Carr is special. I just think there. I believe Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. He's not. Derek Carr, he's not is, Derek Carr isn't. His, there's not many. Here's the thing. There's not many special quarterbacks in the five, current NFL five or right six now. Guys. Five. That's the thing. It's like the NBA. There's not many elite elite players. In the NBA, there's about four or five players that are unbelievable talents and well, then let's special get to talent. That's what I'm trying to say. A reason also, the other reason why I want to say quickly is with Lamar. They were eight and three before he got injured. They were the number one seed. I know they missed the playoffs, but he went down and the rest was history. I'm just going to say that. I think, that, yes, they don't get a lot of receivers and we'll see how they pan out this year. But I think that Lamar Jackson... Has to get the credit, well deserving. And also, if Dak's getting paid the money that he is getting paid, then I expect him to win a Super Bowl, not get eliminated in the first round. I'm sorry. Okay, I think last year was said it all. That was a team talented enough to win the Super Bowl, and they figured out, hey, let's just be the Dallas Cowboys again and let's choke in the playoffs. So, Ted, we'll, we'll get to your top well, so ten there's, list. There's a lot of teams now. What's your what's your pick on my what's your pimple on my list? Pimple. That's what he says. <laughs> the pimple. Um. <laughs> I mean, th- we all have the same guys have, in there. I was surprised that you had Derek Carr in there. And I told you I, that I be- told you in the before, beginning. Right before we went on the show, I thought after watching the Raiders last year and seeing him perform and everything. And here's the thing. I took in the culmination of last year of everything that he went through. Mm-hmm. Everything from the beginning of the season to losing players to the head coach. I mean, and they went through that stretch where it was three or four. I mean, the game I was at was the last game the Giants won. It was against the Raiders. So, yeah. and you're like, well, he wasn't good enough to beat the Giants. Listen, they were going through so much crap the week it just happened for him to fight through. I mean, he beat Herbert. They went in. I mean, listen, you could blame the Chargers coach for screwing that up. But, hey, it's part of the team. They won. And if it wasn't for the stellar play of Joe Burrow in the playoffs, they would have been on to the second round. All right? And we would never be talking about the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I think Derek Carr, I think we'll finally see a real Derek Carr this year. I mean, because you look at the talent that's around him, Renfro, Waller, Adams, their offensive line should be better. The coaching should be better with Josh McDaniels. I still love Mahomes. There's there's something that I was talking about. He's got that Jordan-ass thing. I love – there's something about Patrick Mahomes. I couldn't put Allen over Brady and Mahomes because it's got to get me to the Super Bowl. Okay, he's he's been great. Every year he's improved. I know Steve wrote on one of the comments, he likes the Bills. I, I don't – everyone loves the Bills going to the Super Bowl. And you know what? The Bills ain't going to the Super Bowl probably again. Everyone's going to get their high hopes because you know what happens when teams you expect to go to the Super Bowl? They don't go to the Super Bowl. That's what happens. It's always a team you don't expect to go to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, I had the same 10 guys. What would you else you say that you would pick on this list? Uh, I guess I could put Stafford over Russell Wilson. Will, I, I, I know people love Russell Wilson and a big believer in Russ cooking. But to me, last year was – I know he had the injury, the hand injury. Didn't have a great year. And this is a guy that's still – Seattle, they were very similar to just like an Aaron Rodgers. Just could never get over the hump. Like they had the talent. Yeah, but don't you pieces. account for who he's playing for, the organization, the coach, or a run first team, defense. They they read Russ Cook because they have nothing else. They had okay. an awful offensive okay. line. And here's, and here's my rebuttal. If you're an elite quarterback and you're that good – that's my thing. Is that I'm going to go? Hold on, hold on. Wait, I'm going to say, I'm going to compare every quarterback that people want to make excuses to Joe Burrow last year. That's it. To me, that's what elite quarterback does. 
overcomes adversity like that, overcomes having a lackluster offensive line and still delivering for a team that just came off a four-win season from him coming off a torn ACL and dealing with that to not knowing that, hey, when is Joe, is Joe Burrow going to still ever be elite? Well, that man silenced the doubters really quickly by being this close. If he has a little more protection back in February, we could be talking about Joe Burrow, not Matthew Stafford as the Super Bowl champion quarterback, okay? I'm done with people saying, well, all this, why isn't Dak or Derek Carr? or Why are these guys not? That's an elite quarterback is Joe Burrow. That's a special, special talent. That's why I'll take him, and I'm glad we both put him over Herbert because that's I'm very, very high on Joe Burrow this yep. year. I expect him as high to maybe be the best quarterback coming into next season. I and know I it's crazy because you still got Mahomes. You still got Rodgers. You still got Josh Allen. I'm going with... Joe Burrow being that's a guy that I say is special. Now, okay, so I'm not saying guys like Derek Carr's like I love Derek Carr, but Joe Burrow to me is special. You know what's funny? I and I'm 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 thinking about Devil's Advocate, even though I still would argue he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Is the guy we both had a number six? Well, hey, guess because what? <sighs> He's got a lot of pressure coming into because this Because Herbert-wise, talent-wise is exceptional. I, mean, I know when we had Joe on in the first year, Joe, you know, we were we used to argue, and he's like, well, he's got to win me games, right? And, like, he's putting up great numbers, and we always get into that argument, like, and we, you know, I know we're going to talk about baseball, and you got guys like Otani who are <laughs> – they might be the best player in the league. I mean, literally his ERA has been exceptional the last month and a half. All he does is hit, pitch great, but his team stinks, and it's like, mm-hmm. is it a reflection of him or is it a reflection of the team? Well, now, Herbert last year was one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year. We know his talent. He is – I mean, you could put him up with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes as the three most talented guys in the league. If I was looking at talent, Herbert, Mahomes, and Josh Allen are the most three t- most talented guys in the league. Everything yeah. you want. Size, athleticism, strength, accuracy, arm strength, smarts. That they would all be just my got the look. That would be my weird science model quarterback if you were trying to draw up a quarterback. And then, you know, and then everyone else. But you know what? What we want and what we want as fans is show me the money. We want guys that win games. Don't tell me a guy that puts up 5,000 yards and can't win a playoff game when mm-hmm. your talent is surrounded. Show me what you can overcome when you don't have the talent surrounded. But yeah. as we will get on to more football talk later is who's going to win that AFC West? What quarterback's going to show off and – can the Bills yeah. really get to a Super Bowl? I mean, we'll be talking about that eventually down the road. We're going to be having more lists like that, be talking about pressure players and why I believe also guys like Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes should be in that list. I know I say Patrick Mahomes. I will, I'll get dive into that as, when we get closer to those situations. But we also said we haven't been back in a few weeks, and also we have a very special guest, the return of the Joseph Aguirre. Hasn't been hey, a hey, while. Hey, we can hey, hey, return, and Joseph is back looking beautiful with his hair, his beard, and yeah. he's got the nice maroon shirt. But yes, Joe. Yeah. Joe, these What's, are the new shirts. We got new key. We got new. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I like the material. It is nice. That's We're going to be. Blue one. Sure. Do you have the black one with you? Yeah, it's in. I'm, I put it away. I'm not. You want me to change right now live on no, TV? I mean, it. I'll, cha- I'll change. I, I think you should do it. You want show me to change right now and go. I, I will. I'll show him at the end of the show. He's still going to be around at the end of the show. We'll talk. We'll talk. But we're here to talk the halfway point, guys. We're at the halfway point of the MLB season. And this season has been fascinating for many things. Well, specifically for Yankee fans. It's been great. But they've been on a slide. I want to ask Joe, because we haven't had him on. Joe, to you, what's been your biggest takeaways from the first half of the MLB season, honestly? Uh, well, I'll give you a couple. Obviously, Beautiful. the Yankees. The Yankees are great. Mm-hmm. We know this. His, the, the historic start that they're off to. Uh, the uh, other big thing I think from the American League is that Houston is exceptionally good too. That's a really good baseball team. Mm-hmm. There are the i the idea that the Yankees and uh, Houston are so good speaks to why. Toronto just fired their manager because if the Yankees weren't playing like they were, that wouldn't have happened, you know? And, and it's funny, I, Teddy, I'm pretty sure it was you. And I've had about four or five people show me the Don LaGreca 
oh, meltdown <laughs> about about Joey Gallo. And for anybody who, I mean, come on. Yeah, he's awful. How much better do you think this team could possibly be right now? <laughs> Let's say anybody else in baseball was the left fielder. Do you think the Yankees would be undefeated? I mean, come on. If like, Brett Gardner is, was our left fielder. Right. Would they? Uh, because the Yankees, when Gallo's in the lineup, have a 700 winning percentage. Oh, it's not because it's not Joe. It's not because of him. No, 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 no. (laughs) Listen, I I I didn't argue with somebody earlier today about that. I'm like, (laughs) they have a 700 winning percentage when he's in. It's like 660 when he's out. And they're like, no, thanks to him. I didn't say it was. (laughs) I'm just pointing out, right? Again, when you when you talk about what a detriment this guy's been to the lineup, it's not that bad. I always feel bad for him because it's it's just you know he's a good player. Listen, he has to be. That's why he's in the major leagues. All right, we but we also understand he was never a 290 hitter. He was no, he was always about a he was always uh, about a 200 hitter. Yeah, but he, he it's, power, it's the 168 we won't stand for. He was no. he was a he, he was a really good fielder. You know, Gold Glove caliber. He's you know an underrated stat when but when he gets on base one out of every ten times is he's actually a really good base runner. He knows how to go first and third. He know, he could actually steal bases. But he just never gets on base to really show off, you know, his ability to run the bases. It is funny to think about that. The Yankees are as good as he has been. And you can add Hicks to that, too. That if we had a somewhat of a competent center fielder for a hitter and a left fielder. I mean, if Miguel Indoor played left field all year, I mean, who knows how much better this offense. Because all he did was hit when he was up there. So that's the one negative of the Yankees. But go on, Joe. I know you were still taking it away. Um, listen, the the Mets might be for real. This might be this might be a, a good enough Mets team. Obviously, you're gonna have Degrom back. Scherzer's back. He looked great the other night. Um, Joe, and, that and might I'll, be my that might be my biggest takeaway for for you I, is you hearing it, the Mets. I can't believe you just said the Mets. Th- yeah, listen, you know, the more I look at the Mets lineup, the They're more legit, I think Joe. to myself, yeah, they they've got some really good hitters. I mean, and and listen, Pete Alonso, like Aaron Judge is one of the top five hitters in baseball. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if you take the three of those guys, Trout, Alonso, and Judge, and you put their numbers together right now, mm-hmm. you would take Trout third in that group. Those guys have them in hits, runs, yep, homers, runs. RBI, just all-around production. And, and Aaron Judge has more steals this year than Trout does. It, it's It's Jesus. just that kind of season. Uh, would never count out the Dodgers, but it, it seems like every week there's some other big factor uh, and some other loss that the Dodgers are suffering. And, you know, for a team that spent most of last year second in their division and yet number one on ESPN's power rankings, the Dodgers have to uh, much like I think you referenced me when you were talking about Lamar Jackson at the beginning of the show, Teddy. Win, you got to start winning some more championships if you're the Dodgers. We got to stop looking at the Dodgers roster and being like, it's the most talented. Well, what is that? What is that really getting them? It probably is, but it's accumulated. It it probably is, but at some point, though, right? I mean, you're talking this, we're talking about a dozen years that the Dodgers have probably from a payroll standpoint been number one. From a talent standpoint, I, I would say. Honestly, in the last 10 years, they, they've been one Top of the, the three, three most talented teams in baseball, and there's one title to show for it. You want to know what's something funnier about that? The Kansas City Royals have just as many titles as the L.A. Dodgers in that time frame. There you go. By the way, my last big surprise of this first half is how good Baltimore is. I was going to – yes, yes. And bro, I mean, the is, Baltimore Orioles right, right now, man. Come this on. This is one of those things where when a team rebuilds and they let the kids come up and it's lose 100, 110 games a year, after three or four years, you know what you turn into? The Minnesota Twins. No, you turn into the Houston Astros. Remember how bad the Astros were? The, well, you remember they were losing like a hundred, sure, fourteen th- games. This is then- this was literally the Twins' formula. Where think about back in the day with with Christian Guzman and Tori Hunter and Jock Jones and David Ortiz yes, and Mankiewicz. Yep. They uh-huh. brought the kids up. They let them play. Slowly, everybody went away. And then yep. what happened? 
they did it again with Maurer and Morneau mm-hmm. yep. and 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 some of those other young guys. That's the formula when you're a small market team, and that's what Baltimore is. They've had they've been running these guys out there. They haven't gone out and spent a ton of money on free agents. Not that anybody necessarily want to go there, but Baltimore's primed at this point, really, where next off season, yeah, you, you add a starter, maybe you add another big bat, and they're, you're they're talking about a team that could be very competitive. Their bullpen is their bullpen is top. 10 in the league, I think even top five. Their bullpen's been stellar. They're getting caught shits. The Mariners are being – listen, I, the takeaway is that the AL East is stacked, that every team's above 500. Dave Roberts, be quiet. The NL West is not as the best division in baseball. Yeah, Dave Roberts, just, just shut up, Dave shut Roberts. Up. Just okay. shut up. Here's the other thing. My, my takeaway I never liked Dave Roberts since he stole sec and stole Mo, and they changed the whole 04 ALCS, <laughs> that son of a gun. I never I liked him. So my biggest takeaways was I told you the Yankees were going to win the division. All right. I told you that and you didn't believe me. My, well, my, me and Joe really, had to be, my, we had to be opposite. Hold on. The reason we did that is because every time we all do pick the yeah, Yankees, but, they lose. So we but, just okay. wanted to be, but you know. Here, here's here's uh, the one takeaway I would say to that part is I, the caveat is I would say that I did not expect the Yankees to have a 14 game lead on July 15th. Okay. That's Who incredible. Did? No one did. And I, I, but I would say this is my takeaways of negative would be the White Sox and the Blue Jays because we thought the White Sox were going to run away with the Central. The Guardians have a better record than them, and they were supposed to be tanking. All right. Why is Tony Russo getting fired? When does he get fired? When does he get fired? Yeah, if Charlie Montoyo's out of a job, there's no reason why Tony Larusa should still be employed. Again, Joe Madden, Joe Girardi, legit managers who whose teams didn't live up to expectations are are getting fired. Dude, this guy ruins. uh, You mean your Mercedes's career has them uh, spinning their tires, and he uh, how is he still working? I don't get that. You look at that division, the White Sox. Huge disappointment. And then the Blue Jays, because all you read about was the Blue Jays are going to go to the World Series. It's going to be the Blue Jays and Dodgers. Blue Jays, Dodgers, or Blue Jays and the Braves, right? I would say the takeaways of negatives would be those two teams. The NL, I'm not surprised. The Braves are where exactly where they should be. They're a team that starts off slow, just like they did last year, get hot. The Mets are a nice story. I like the Mets. I thought once they got a couple pieces, a second year with Lindor, you get Scherzer, surprising that, you know, no DeGrom, they played as well. They've been consistent. The Dodgers are who they are. I mean, here's the thing. The way I look at his takeaways, is there's five teams that are going to win the World Series. There's two in the AL. It's either the Yankees or Houston, and it's the Dodgers, the Braves, or the Mets, or the five teams, I think, are the only teams that have a realistic chance of winning the World Series this year. So all this extra wild cards ain't going to make a difference because at the end of the day, those five teams are going to probably be the World Series winner, and it's going to be whoever makes a move at the trade deadline that's going to help the team. Yeah. Ted, and, you also said another negative you uh, should put in are the San Francisco Giants. They t- Joe made a good point. The Dodgers last year were finished second place, if we all remember. Yeah, they I had over a hundred, and they had a hundred and three wins or something like that. The Giants had a hundred and like five wins or hundred and six. Yeah, and then they they're have only two the games over. They're only two games over five hundred right now. So that's a disappointment from the NL. I'd agree with you hundred percent. The White Sox. I thought that team would be one of the World Series favorites going into this year, and they've been a huge disappointment. Tony Larusso should be fired. I don't even understand why they ever hired him. Just I like. There's a difference between like with the Mets and Buck Showalter, and then Tony Larusso, who's just I, I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan of Tony Larusso. Good manager back in the day, but there's a difference. And the White Sox have been a huge disappointment. It's just hilarious that. You look at the Yankees. They've lost four of the last five games, and they're still up 13 games to the next close in the Tampa Bay race. My also biggest thing, to, and we talked about it, Ted, I don't like that Houston's that good because Houston's like a move away, like a pitcher away, maybe a bullpen guy from, I believe, maybe representing the AL in the World Series. They're that talented again, guys, and that's and we know if there's anything we know is that the New York, New York Yankees kryptonite currently – are still the Houston Astros and maybe the and maybe the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, I also I also the only, said, only team that matches up pound yeah, for the, pound with the, the Yankees. Would, and to me, they're a bad away. Well, here's, here's, well, I here's think what they I can use a pitcher. Trev. Hold on, Trev, the only thing and I was going to say this, and it's not. And actually, Rizzer actually does make a good point on this: is it's not the Mariners, it's the Red Sox. I said that too to you because Ted. here's the thing: all their pitchers are on the IL. 
Sale, Avaldi. They they have they are like the Yankees a couple of years ago where they have like 17 guys on the IL. So if they can somehow get that pitching staff fixed and put together, I mean, you get Sale and Avaldi and, and a bunch of the other guys. You know that lineup and you know that team is like a big wart on the Yankees' rear end. And like they, the Yankees should have swept the the Red Sox, and. They just find a way uh, to be a pain in the rear end. The Red Sox are 11 and 24 against the American League East this year. I mean, they've taken an absolute beating inside this division so far this year. Which is incredible because they actually are a good team. They just, they have, and, and I think that speaks to the Orioles being as good as they are because. Not everyone's going 17 and 2 against the Orioles anymore. The Orioles are think, actually giving competition to the whole entire league. That whole division. The Red Sox are 19 and 7 against the American League West. Nice. Well, they're beating up the on Angels, the Central. Bill. Yeah. Uh, and the dude, this this division really, I mean, it, it's the class of baseball right now and you know, people are noticing Baltimore cuz you know of their surge, but They've been pretty good all year. I mean, they're one of the few teams this year that's actually played the Yankees pretty well. Mm-hmm. And we know they've done that over the last couple of years, but now they're doing it with everybody. I'm going to give a name that could be the difference maker going forward. His name is Luis Castillo. And I think he's going to finally get traded from the Reds. And those teams that we just talked about, the Yankees, the Red Sox, possibly the Mets always can use, you know, the Mets don't care. The Dodgers don't care. The Astros, I think Luis Castillo could be that, that Zach Grinky addition in the sense a couple years ago when the Yankees were in on him, but then the Astros came out of nowhere and made the huge trade. And they ultimately, I believe won the world series that year with it. But you look at that pitcher, that type of guy, Luis Castillo, he just pitched last night against the Yankees. Doesn't have a great record, but he's got a, a great ERA and he's on a terrible team. That guy has been a lights out pitcher. I know his stats don't speak for like wins wise. He doesn't, it doesn't speak for it, but that is a guy that you trade for him. Yeah. You're going to trade prospects, but you know what you're getting with him. You're getting a solid number two, maybe to some, maybe it could be a number one. That's how good he is on, on, on those de- type of days. But Luis Castillo is the type of guy that I hope the Yankees can try to go trade for. I'm really hoping because this Severino thing, a little bit nerve. I, I don't want to see Severino being, I mean, that's nerve wracking. To see him go out and throw a pitch, and I think it's nerve-wracking to see the Yankees dealing with some injuries right now and this little cold streak heading into the All-Star break, which maybe they can use a cold streak right now and get it over with, but that's a name that you got to keep an eye on, Luis Castillo, who is going to be going to a contender. I, I can only hope because he's he's well-deserving of being acknowledged as a good, a solid pitcher in this game. He just is on a bad franchise right now. And that's a name that's going to be moving forward. I know everybody's been obsessed with the Otani show, and and now he's now the favorite to win the MVP, which is going to be great because, Joe, we know how this is going to be. It's going to be another angel that's going to be on a team that's going to be 20 games five under 500. They're going to be garbage. They'll be fourth in the rankings. Yeah, but do you and I know his him? numbers. I know his, him, I, I know his numbers are amazing. I know that. I know that. Player. Ted, win the MVP. Okay. The NBA MVP. Who just won the NBA MVP? Well, I, no, I get it. The NBA actually takes the NFL MVP. Guys. Hold on. Oh, no, I get it. They not hold on. They not guys who don't have a playoff or a winning record. Like you could be like, I'll give me a perfect example. Say like, who gives? Who, somebody didn't make the playoffs. So Julius Randle, right, had the best season of the year, but the Knicks don't make the playoffs. Guess what? He's still going to finish third in, or fourth in the MVP voting because in the NBA, winning matters. You can't have the best player. On one of the worst teams in the league. I don't know so if that's why, where you so why, so why? No, I was going to just say. The ML, but the I can't NFL. blame the guy the, when, he's, Trev, when his ERA is .45 in the last month. He's striking out 12 guys every at bat. And then he's still hitting for average in power. Like, well, don't say he like hits for average because that's false. Uh, he's like a 240 hitter. So and he's also, not. He, he shouldn't even be the starting. Dude, but but Jordan Alvarez is is hitting 300 and putting up the same power numbers as a DH. That's who should be starting at D. I mean, again, dude, so he, you know they're going to knock him because he doesn't play oh, the field. I get it, and 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 listen. Obviously, Otani's the best DH ever because he's also won you nine games. He's done a great job on the mound. 
this season so far that he's having, I think it's better than the last year that he had. I'm more convinced this year than I was last year, but if there's a knock on Otani, it's that he's not a great hitter. Uh, and nor is he a very clutch hitter. He might much like Mike Trout doesn't come big in, in the, in the close and late situations. Go to baseballreference.com If you don't believe me, these guys don't come up big after the seventh inning, My thing you know, which again is why you generally you'll see it in the third inning, you know, where, where Mike Trout's got a couple of homers and Otani's done something. No one's done since 1927 and they lose anyway. Yeah. Did you see that thing? Yeah, that meme, that meme where that, they're like, that meme they is hilarious. Like three, two home runs, <laughs> six RBIs, and they lose eight to six. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The NBA this year was Jokic. It could have been even beat. Went to the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP back to back years. When how how is it baseball? Why is baseball the only freaking sport that's still living to me? In the 1920s, with everything they do, it's not voting, it's not all star things, all this. It's just the game of baseball is literally Joe behind the times. Look at the NFL, they keep moving, they keep advancing in the games. They, the NBA, they're becoming more advanced for fans to become intrigued by. Baseball is just so behind in the times that this is just another perfect example. Like Shohei Otani, if he wins the MVP this year. It's just going to be comical. Well, this, like Aaron Judge can hit for they should 70. The award then. Aaron the Judge should win. Yeah. The award should be like, no, the award should be then everybody except New York Yankees. Because no, that's what, that's no, what these awards right. are become. Just be the most outstanding player instead of MVP. Because if you want to talk about MVP, then you got to go through every team and every player and what player has the most impact on his well, team when he but, plays. But, but is that true? Is it the most valuable player to your team? Or the most valuable player in the league? Well, to the team, I think it's a team because your impact on the team. Because if so, then Judge Aaron plays, Judge should on. be the front like runner. Well, well, again, Aaron Judge is in the lineup. There are seven hundred. When he's not in the lineup, there are five hundred. So he accrues ten to fifteen more wins. So he makes the Yankee a playoff team or not a playoff team when Judge is in the lineup. If Otani's out, are the Angels a playoff team or not a playoff team? That's what my that would be my and that's an MVP because right. he values the team to make them a playoff team. I'll answer that for you. Maybe the award should be the the MWP, the most war player. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm not even joking. Maybe we need a formula to actually figure out because, right again, I think two years ago the argument of uh, uh, DJ LeMahieu hitting like 350, winning a batting title, it was hitting like 450 with runners in scoring position at nine million a year. What who could have been more and won a gold glove? Who's more valuable than that? And when if that's not the epitome Yankees, of literally value, cash value. Yeah. When he finally went to the leadoff spot, his value into the Yankee lineup set the rest of the tone for the team. Especially because then Judge was two and then bang, bang, bang. And it's like, all right, it wasn't Gardner at leadoff. It wasn't an easy out. But I wasn't and I don't mean it like that, but I mean it in the sense that like the way DJ was playing that year, he set the tone, Trev. You said it when we were talking about he was the tone setter. Mm-hmm. He set everything else up for the lineup. And when your leadoff guy gets on base, it just makes that lineup much more dangerous, especially when the Yankees have the players behind him as they do. That's why I would say like Altuve for Houston, his importance when he used to lead off, considering the bats that were behind with Bregman and uh, and uh, Correa and and um, who, who's the one in Springer. Uh, Springer, Springer? I'm sorry. Thank you. And then now, you know, like he sets a tone and then those guys just pile in runs. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's like talk- Magic Johnson. He brings the ball up and, hey, get to your spot. Bang, give you the pass. You hit the three. I did all the work. Now you just look. I Look, I get it, guys, that Otani is a special, special talent. I get that. But he's not the most valuable player in baseball in the AL. He's not. Because of the, you, can't I would say Judge me, and Alonzo are the the number one number one for both. You leagues. can't tell I, me, sit, hold on. You can't sit here and tell me a team that's twelve games under five hundred currently right now, ranked fourth place in their division. You're going to tell me that the MVP is on that team when the team that's been the best team in all of baseball right now, led by the best player in baseball in the first half right now, who's delivered for the New York Yankees with walk offs and everything he brings for these Yankees. You mean to tell me that that's the MVP? And that's why baseball is just – I just don't understand their process of thinking with all this voting because Shohei Otani, yes, he's an amazing. He'll finish probably top three in MVP. 
If I was a voter, Aaron Judge is my MVP right now. Now, everything could change in the next 80 games. But right now, Aaron Judge, to me, is the MVP of the AL. And it shouldn't even be a debate, guys. All right. So here, I'm going to break this down. And and for, I know Sanders, I think, flipping out about this. So I'm going to, because he's he 30, thinks- They're 39 and 51, Sander. Ready? So Sanders thinks- You're the better guy, Jose Ramirez, Joe. Sanders thinks that Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer because he makes the most money. Oh, he's a young, so, he's a he's a youngin then. Right. I'm going to do this purely from a from a, a financial standpoint. For five and a half million dollars this season, Shohei Otani's hitting what 240, 26 homers, 67, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, nine wins at the plate, a hundred some on strikeouts, all that for a third. Of what the Yankees are paying Aaron Judge right now. A third of that for not only almost the exact same production, but nine wins on the mound. Uh, And and 13 quality starts. So, you know, again, if you're talking about from a a value standpoint, what Shohei Otani does, I don't even like the guy. Believe me, I find this whole thing annoying. Mm -hmm. I want them to ban him like they're doing the shift. Joe, do you want to know Otani's? Joe, you want to know Otani's numbers? I got yeah. right here. Your your spot, Baseball Reference. Just as a hitter, he's got 19 home runs. He's batting 258 with 51 runs, 56 RBIs, and 10 stolen bases. Okay. Now okay. that's just his, good numbers. That's his batting, pretty good numbers. Now when you add in the pitching, he's nine and four as a pitcher with a 2.3 R, 2.38 ERA, and he's got what I don't know how many strikeouts. Probably I'm not saying that he's a bad guy. We're not saying uh, that. But no, for people to say that he's sure, the MVP look, right now is ridiculous. It's because of the dual role. It's because yes, he does course. both of those things. And, and then not only does he do them, he does them both really, really well. Yeah. And there's no one, no offense, but there's no one in the league like him. So it's hard when you talk MVP to compare. Like you said, Alvarez, right? Houston has it. Realistic shot of being MVP, but he only plays DH. He doesn't play the field. Then you got Judge, right? So you got three different prospects. Then you got Judge, who right now I think he's the Gold Glove in right field. I don't know. You want to put him in right or center, whatever it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And he's the and he's the best hitter in baseball right now. And then you got Otani, who's hits really well. He's he's a really good hitter. He's got power numbers, but then he's one of the best pitchers in baseball too. So how do you how do you? And then you look at well, two teams are in first place in the division. And the best, two best teams in the NL, and the other te- the guy is 12 games under 500. My thing is this. The the NL, it's Alonzo. It's pretty easy. I mean, he's been stellar, and the Mets are the, he's the reason why the Mets are the best team in the NL. Here's an argument. Jose Ramirez has had unbelievable numbers, and you could say his value to the Guardians, who a team was supposed to be picked fifth in their division, is what, first or second? That that's would be more. That, that would be a guy that's more deserving than a guy that's on a team that's – 12 games under and, 500. And, Joe, I will say this, too. I said this to Trev last night. Open-ended question out loud. He becomes a free agent in 2023, Otani. Does he become the first $500 million player in baseball? Because you know if he hits the open market, someone might pay him. Sure. And remember, I mean, you know, the Angels signed him to a really friendly deal, favorable contract for them. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, again, not that anybody could have predicted he was going to be as good as he is at, at, at both of these things mm-hmm. uh, or be able to pull it off because I, for one, didn't. I remember uh, when when he was coming to the Angels thinking, because the Yankees obviously had been in the conversation, and I thought, I want to get the focus on one thing. You know, that's too much. He's going to pitch, and he's going to, was he mean wiffle ball? Nobody's that talented. You know what I mean? It's just not going to work out, and and it's it has been great. But listen, if Aaron Judge continues to play and hit like he does and he doesn't get injured and he hits around 60 home runs, 54, 55, whatever it's going to listen. He's at 31 at the break. It's going to be, he would have to suck or be hurt to not hit 50 home runs this year. 50s to to me, the minimum number he hits this year, whether he can have a, a big September and get close to whatever. I don't even give a crap whether that happens or not. Straight up, um, it's he's the guy to beat right now. Yeah. All the hype that goes around Aaron Judge, if this team continues to play 650, 700 baseball the rest of the way, and it's 
Here's the other thing I will point out, though. He was hitting 308 at the beginning uh, of June, and he's down to 278. Mm-hmm. He's Aaron really struggled the last month. He's been on a cold streak. Yeah. Uh, you know, his batting average could definitely be something uh, that that hurts him in the long run uh, against especially somebody like Alvarez, who, you know, is, is hitting – uh, he's got to get closer to higher. 300 again, Joe. He needs- he's got to be hovering around 300 because you hit around 350 homers, 130, 140 RBI. How I'm sorry. Not, how does he not get the MVP? Nobody's right. Nobody's not even Jose Altuve in some trash cans be able to get the MVP out of his cold, dead hands at that point. Well, he's fourth. Because I tell you, was- if he has, Trevor, I'll let you finish it off on this. If he has the numbers you just spoke about, Joe, say he bats 290. He's got, 50, say, 54 home runs, and he gets, like, 121 RBIs, right? And the Yankees win 110 games. They're the number one seed in the AL. How does – how does – say Otani wins a trip. It's not even Alvarez. It's Otani. And they're, like, 78 and whatever, 90. Who cares? I don't know. I know the numbers don't equal the 162. That would be the biggest – I mean, you want to talk the Altuve judging? That This would be worse. That would be worse – for a team that not even make the playoffs, and a guy who's the number one seed, the best—I mean, what are you going to give him? Like the most outstanding player, the the Slugger Award. In 1987, <laughs> I remember when the Hawk Andre Dawson won the National League MVP, and he had 48 home runs that year. He hit like 312. It was a season where the the players on the top teams, like nobody, there was just no other standout player, mm-hmm. and. As you as you looked across the board at the National League leaders in '87, it was like Andre Dawson's name was all over the place. He stole a lot of bases. He was a great outfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, that made sense. Now, it was one of yeah. those things where it's like, well, you know what? We're going to reward this guy. I know the team was terrible, but that sort of set a precedent where you know, again, I understand a season where a guy hits. 50, 60 home runs on a losing team. If that's the case, uh, that's still your MVP. Those are still baller numbers. But all things considered, I think when you're talking about a tight race, you know, the other thing is voting goes right up to through game 162. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, exactly where your team is in the standings and your direct influence on where your team ends up in the standings should be held against you or it should be rewarded in the voting. In baseball's case, they'll just give him because of Shohei Otani. You know how baseball is. It's like the Mike Trout thing. We'll see what happens. I hope Aaron Judge. I mean, he's four of twenty-four, is so he has been on a cold streak, Judge. But he did hit his thirty-first last night. Yankees. I, I think the Yankees need to get to the All Star break. Getting a little cold streak right now. I think they could use a break. They've been so talk good. About, hey, talk about a big series though this weekend, huh? Yeah, they play the Red Sox. I, if they if they Listen, lose, you, you you can't lose two out of three this weekend at home. I mean, but you cannot lose two out of three, losing lose the last two. Could have got yeah, swept by the Reds, and then you're I gonna. I mean, that would be. I tell you, Trev, that would be a big black spot. You talk about the Yankee season so far, stellar, but then there would be before the period there would be a butt. There would be a butt because you just lost Severino to the IL. The Yankees are on a thing, and you're like, well, don't worry, they'll come back and also break. You hope that. You hope that. That's all I would say. Not for nothing, this is a perfect time for Domingo Germán uh, to be back and 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 ready to go. Uh, and he's looked pretty good in his rehab assignments. And Verizon's I don't know if back. they Verizon's back. That's nice. You, I mean, again, and and you're going to start to see that because you do have some some guys in the pen that are out that are going to be coming back. So you are going to get some reinforcements. I wouldn't be shocked if the Yankees go out and get either Castillo. Frankie Montes is another guy with a terrible record mm-hmm. uh, who's got an outstanding ERA. Uh, yeah, sketchy peasant uh, Aaron Judge. Why not? San Francisco, here we come. He's a California um, Quick question before we sign off. It's going to cost the Yankees a lot of money to keep Of course them. it will. That's why, yeah, it all depends. You asked that Otani oh, question. It all depends on what Judge is going to make. But we'll see how that goes. Quick question. Who wins on Monday night? Who wins the home and derby? Just give me a quick one. Go ahead, Joe. I'm going to throw my money on Big G back home in front of a crowd. Hadn't done it in a few years. Swinging a great bat, Giancarlo Stanton. He's not in the home and derby. Do you know that? Joe, then I'm not watching it. Seager's the eighth eighth guy, Joe. He was the eighth guy, Joe. I thought Stanton. 
No, but we all thought it was going to be. Seager was the, on the last guy that they added to the thing. I was hoping, we were all hoping. Me? So what a I'm downer. I'm That's what we were Shorbs. saying. I'm going with my boy Shorbs. Because I'm going Soto. I think he's pissed because he lost last year. So I mean, Soto, yeah, I might want to go Soto too. And he's been time. hot lately. I think he's got like six home runs in the month of July already. That's the guy. That is, is Pete Alonso in this thing? Yes, yes, Alonso. And I'm taking him. He Doesn't he always win it? So I mean, I'll root for a New York guy, but you got – so you got Schwartz versus Pujols. You got Acuna versus Alonzo, which that's a great matchup. You got Julio Rodriguez versus Seager. And he's then you so have confu- – He's so confused. Well, the Why legends. Get they Robbie did- Cano in it too for crying out loud. Any other washed-up players we want to just <laughs> for old like times? That's like the legends thing, I I'll guess. Tell you, I'll tell you. Poppy. Yeah, right. Bring, bring you, back. Watching Acuna go against Alonzo, that should be fun. Interdivisional rival, you know that'll be fun. Pujols returns home. Oh, hey, you know, listen. If you were smart, put your money on Pujols, bro. Deleuze beat Schwarber. That is where, like, hey, he's got one shot. He's gonna go for it, like Rocky, and like Rocky Seven. He just goes for it all. Rocky Seven. You never know. Never Dude, Schwarber is either gonna set the record for most home runs or most swings and misses. At a home run derby, you're gonna get one or the other. Trav, that's you never a, know. That's a, he lost I the thought, he lost the finals to uh Harper a couple of years. He ago. Hey, he's having a heck of a season this year. What's the guy? Run. He's got 28 home runs. Second, in the, second in the league right now. I yeah, did it last year. Don't don't you remember him. last year? He was like yeah. that too. He was on a, a rampage again. This was a, he's a very similar player to Joey Gallo in that you no, know he's he better, no, he's a much better player than Joey Gallo. Now he, he is. Now he hits. I'll take. I don't know. Over the last, you know, three or four years ago, to me, was the same guy. He ranked last year for Boston. That was a big loss for Boston. I thought big time. Yeah, you remember? You remember when he hit a bomb off Cole in the wild card game? (laughs) (laughs) Right to the moon. Corey Reynolds, go look at your. But so, what I mean to say is, look, I think Schwarber sort of taking his game a level up. Yeah, which is kind of what you're all. We're all kind of like, come on, Gallo. What are you yeah, doing? What the, yeah, what the hell? You know, is what, it's, what not is he like, doing? it's not like we, we don't. We know these guys are more than capable of making some adjustments and turning things around. In the case of Schwarber, he's having the best year of his life, and Joey Gallo's having the worst year of his life. It's beautiful, right? And it's like, dude, look at Matt Carpenter. It doesn't take much to go work with somebody. Listen to what they're saying. Make those adjustments. Come back and hit 308 with nine home runs in like 45 games. I got a possible. I got a great great trade proposal. Just trade up Joey Gallo for Kyle Schwarber. Straight up. Let's do it. Make it happen, X. Let's make it happen. Well, we will be back. We will be back next week talking after the All Star break. Baseball, we'll see how it happens. Trade's going to be happening. Also, we'll keep an eye on the NBA. Some big names that could be on the move. We're going to be watching. And plus, we'll be talking more NFL because, ladies and gentlemen, we're only a few weeks away from training camp. So the boys of fall have returned. Ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on all social media platforms. So check us out at Keys to the City. We are out. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.